Hey, my brothers and sisters of God's God Church, B's the chaplain here. And before I even start, I just want to say I miss you all so very much. Um, I want to say thank you to Pastor Daylight and the leadership team of God Squad Church uh, for letting me come and deliver a message for SquadCon. Um, this is a pre-recorded message. And uh, let me just give you an update about myself. My life has been flipped, turned upside down. If you know that reference, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm no longer in prison ministry. I'm no longer a prison chaplain. Uh, at the end of last year, I accepted the role of youth pastor and I moved down to Wollongong which is, if you know anything about Australian geography or New South Wales geography, Sydney's here, Wollongong is south, <coughs> an hour and a half south of Sydney. So I'm out of the city, but there's a pocket, there's a region, and I've, I've been asked to be the regional youth pastor for four churches in that district. So me and my wife accepted the role uh, last year. We've moved, we've recently um, gone through uh, quite a transition, but now here we are. This is the new setup. Well, I think for now, this is, <laughs> this is the new studio, uh, but let's get to it. Um, I've been asked to speak at SquadCon uh, 2023, the online SquadCon. And the theme for this year is known by love. And uh, I was invited to deliver this message and um, I'm so excited to present um, a message that's close to my heart because I'm just celebrating that I'm loved by God. Before we do, let's open up in a word of prayer. So just bow your heads and close um, your eyes with me as we pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today and this opportunity that we can come from all different parts of the world and just to connect with you, to hear your words, to have a brand new experience of who you are, um, to understand and to celebrate that we're known by love. And so, Lord, I just pray uh, through the ums and the ahs and the stuttering of my words because of the scatterbrainedness of my life being upside down. Lord, I pray that you just relax everything right here, right now, so we can just become and just receive you. Lord, I pray that you capture the words that come out of my mouth. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, you transfer, transform those words, nestle them into the hearts of the willing listeners who want to hear your voice so they can celebrate they're known by love. Um, Lord, I also pray that you take this message as an offering and your will be done with it. I ask this all in your loving name. Amen. All right, we're going to start by looking at a Bible passage. And I asked Pastor Daylight, like when he invited me to deliver the message or to be one of the speakers for SquadCon, I said, yup, tell me which, uh, tell me what the, the theme is. And as, he, as soon as he said, known by love, a passage straight, straight away came into my head. And it was 1 John chapter 4, verse 19. But I'm going to read a bigger chunk. I'm going to read 1 John chapter 4, verse 16 to 19. And this is what it says. So we're looking at 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, verse 16 to 19. Uh, and it's unfortunate that you have to hear my voice because I know Warden, Warden of the Sand would have done a much better job. Maybe you could edit his voice in <laughs> so we can read it together. This is what it says, 16, 16 to 19. And so we know and rely on the love of God and the love of God that he has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Because in this world, we are like him. In verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has 
to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made, uh, made in perfect love. And then verse 19. We love because he first loved us. And I want to talk to you uh, for a second about John. And that's what we're going to explore today. We're not going to just celebrate the fact that we are known by love. But we're going to break open that passage from the perspective of John. And so we're going to first understand that John says that to God, we, like God says, John says God loves us. So we love because he first loved us. So we are known by God. We are loved by God. Therefore, we're known by love because God is love. Now, uh, you know, back in the day, I used to play games. I don't, yeah, I still play video games. Let's just be honest, because for Christmas, Karen and I, my wife, we decided to, instead of buying presents for each other, we would buy a present for each other and we bought ourselves a PS5. To this day, I still haven't bought one game because I'm saturated for, what's the word? Like I'm saturated for variety that I haven't, thought about what game I actually want to buy first. Sure, I've downloaded a few of the games, the free ones and stuff like that, and that's been fun. But there are a few games that I've really, I'm dead set that I want to play. And there are a couple of games that I used to play that I and the idea of them, I didn't know what they were called until I Googled it. And it's called, um, the characters are basically amnesiac characters. So basically what the, well, it's basically a genre or type of game where the protagonist, the protagonist starts where he has no memory. So the entirety of the game is that you're set on out on an adventure where your character wakes up, has no memory of who he is or who she is or what they are, or what they're doing. And the whole purpose of the adventure is to discover who they are and potentially to, you know, complete the quest. They find out who they are and, you know, that's, that's the main adventure and that's the point. So um, we go out on this adventure to find out identity. You know, we find out about our past and who we are and perhaps like, you know, we were royalty or we were descendants from ninjas or, you know, those kind of games. I used to like them because I like the idea that you don't know who you are, but you have to discover. And the point of the game and the point of the journey was to discover who you are and your identity. I would like us to explore John and the book of John and the writer of John and implement the same framework just for about 10 to 15 minutes in this, like the same way as if John, as if the book of John was an adventure and your character didn't know who they were. And the, the purpose of John's book and the purpose of John's gospel was to explore who John was ultimately at the end of the gospel to discover his identity, to discover John's identity, right? So in the gospel, it kind of, in this, uh, in this journey, if we were to go through the, the book of John, we'd like to explore who John was, if there was a point in what he did and his surroundings and all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, the end result was to discover his identity. Um, I'm going to, and this is what I'm going to think about, right? When it comes to John himself, if we're going to if we're going to pick about it, uh, if we're going to play a game about it, or we're going to look at look at look at it like a game, um, I want you to think about this. If we go through an adventure, the adventure has stages, right? And throughout the adventure, it's going to get boring if you just still don't know who you are. 
unless you find out little hints, little clues, maybe at the end of a quest, you, you discover an artifact where it kind of it flashes and gives you a flashback memory um, of who you used to be. And it kind of pieces the puzzle together of who you are as a person, who your identity was in that adventure game, right? And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at, look at parts of the book of John to, to explore who John was and what was significant about him as a character in the gospels. But not just only that, but it's us reading it as if we're John. So ultimately what our identity is, if we were to read it from John's perspective. And what I've noticed is like each side quest or like each quest at the end of every level, there's like a theme or there's a piece of that puzzle. When you look at the book of John, there's only one piece but the piece is scattered throughout the time. And so for me, what makes sense is, though it's this one piece and the, that, that piece is consistent, it makes it so much more important that after every stage, you're reminded of this one piece. And so we're gonna look at, um, we're gonna look at the, John, uh, the, the pieces that we're looking at. And basically, that one piece says, and it was the disciple that Jesus loved. That's the piece. And that's scattered throughout the Gospel of John. It seems like if we were this character that had, had amnesia and we were reading the Gospel of John trying to discover who John was, what would, be, what, would we, what would we discover is that he was the disciple that Jesus loved. It's mentioned five times, maybe six, but definitely five times in different parts of the Bible or different parts of the gospel. And it seems like that that is the piece of the puzzle that continues to hit home and builds this overarching picture of who John was. And so I'm gonna briefly just, um, describe to you these five places. The first one is found in John chapter 13, verse 23. And this is early, uh, sorry later on in the journey where Jesus shares with his disciples that someone's going to betray him. And it seems that at this part of the story, John's relationship with Christ is so intimate and so tight that it seems like it's the setting of the scene. And the scripture says that John was laying, or the disciple, sorry, not John, it was the disciple that Jesus loved was laying against Christ. So they were lounging around during the Last Supper. And it was like, can you just imagine you were just chilling back? You know, sometimes when you're mate, you just, you've got a massive couch or something, you're just lying next to them and you're just chilling. That's what I imagine. But this is the time where Jesus is saying just before he's going to die, that he's going to be betrayed. In that passage, it's mentioned that it says, and the disciple that Jesus loved was lying against the bosom of Christ. Then we go to John chapter 19, verse 26. Cut to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And this is where Jesus is hanging on the cross. And then he says a command, a declaration to the disciple that Jesus loved, saying, behold, this is your mother. And he turns to Mary and he says, this is your mother. And then Mary is told to look at this disciple, the disciple that Jesus loved, and says, behold, this is your son. And this is at the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And at that point, Jesus is still declaring, or sorry, John still declares the disciple that Jesus loved. And then we go to John chapter 20, verse, uh, verse 2. And this is at the resurrection. This is where the, um, him and Peter, 
the disciple Peter, they go into the tomb and Mary uh, says, you know, he's alive. You know, he's alive, he's alive. And it says the disciple that Jesus loved was with him and he ran ahead of Peter, right? And once again, and this is at the empty tomb. So Christ wasn't there. He had resurrected from the dead. In that moment, John still says, and the disciple that Jesus loved outruns Peter and gets to the empty tomb first. The disciple that Jesus loved. Once again, in John chapter, John chapter 21, it's uh, specifically in verse seven. This is what I would call the reunion. This is after he's, uh, he's resurrected from the dead and now he meets them once again. And this is once again, the, the miraculous catch of fish part two, where Jesus is on the shore and he tells, and he commands the disciples, Hey, chuck your net over to the other side. And then they caught an amazing amount of fish. And then it says the disciple that Jesus loved saw Jesus. And he called out to him, right? And then he said to Peter, Peter, that's him. That's, that, that's Christ. And then it says Peter threw off his outer garment and, and dove and raced towards him. But in, the re in that reunion, he was still the, the disciple that Jesus loved. And then finally, at, tw uh, at John chapter 21, verse 20, where Jesus is reinstating Peter. John's there again, and he's reminding John of what he's going to do, of who he is, and he reinstates, he doesn't reinstate um, John, he reminds John of what he's going to do, but once again, he's not known as John, he's known as the disciple Jesus loved. So if we look at it, we look at the betrayal, John was the disciple that Jesus loved. At the crucifixion, John was the disciple that Jesus loved. At the resurrection, John was the disciple that Jesus loved. At the reunion, John was the disciple that Jesus loved. And at the reaffirmation, John was the disciple that Jesus loved. At the end of it all, throughout the entire journey, at the end of the adventure, like at the end of the, at the end of the story, you know, when, when, you know, the character was to, you know, remember everything and be fulfilled in who he was in this adventure. What we know is that John was the disciple that Jesus loved. What I love about that idea is that it had nothing to do with what John did or what he didn't do. Early in that passage, in, in, in another story, or sorry, in another gospel, I believe it's in the book of Matthew, his mother goes up to Jesus and says, Lord, I need you to promise me. I'm praying to you to make sure that you remember my, my sons, right? The sons of thunder, the sons of Zebedee. I want you to put them at the right hand and the left hand of where you are because status was important to her. You know, status and recognition was important and significant to her. And what I think is really powerful is that Jesus said, are they going to be willing to do what they do? Like, to, are they willing to, are they going to be willing, willing to make the sacrifices that I will make for them? I like the fact that though it was the desire for the mum to have Jesus recognize uh, John and his brother to be up there, the left and the right sand, uh, side of God or the left and the right hand side of his throne. What was more significant to John is it didn't matter what he did. It didn't matter actually where he was. All he wanted to be remembered as is the disciple that Jesus loved.
How amazing is the love of God that if ever John wanted to leave a legacy, if ever he wanted to be known as a character and it's like, well, what's your character's talent? What's your character's skill? What's your character's, you know, secret power? John's like, I want everyone to know that in my character, in the gospel of John, that the big piece of the puzzle or the most important piece of my puzzle was the fact that I was known as the disciple that Jesus loved. Let me just, now, let me just clarify something. It's not the fact that, you know, Jesus was favorites. <laughs> Jesus was picking favorites. It's not the fact that it was like, oh, and then the disciple that Jesus loved more than Peter ran ahead of Peter. No, 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 no. What I loved about this, what I love about this idea is it really hits home with the theme known by love. John celebrated that he didn't do anything. He couldn't claim anything. He didn't have no secret power. He didn't have no secret ability in the book, like in the book. He didn't perform anything miraculous, but what he did was acknowledge who he was in Christ. His identity at the end of the day was who he was in Christ and who he saw himself or who he received himself to be in Christ. He was the, the disciple that Jesus loved. I want you to think about it. If you were to play the character of John, I truly believe that John was, John, if he wrote a gospel, if he wrote this gospel and it was to be a choose your own adventure, if he was to say, you know, you start off with amnesia, it's one of those amnesic, amnesic uh, protagonists has no memory and you start at this point, but at the end, you know, the end of the story, the end of this adventure, you know that you've won. I think his one would be, you haven't reached anything major. You haven't achieved some goal. What you will know by the end of this gospel is that you are the disciple that Jesus loved. When I think about my life with Christ and I think about the mistakes that I've made, I think about, you know, sometimes when I stumble, when I fall, sometimes when I feel that I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm unworthy. Sometimes when I look to him and I think to myself, how could you possibly love someone like me when the enemy of my soul, when Satan's attacking my mind, feeding me with these lies, I can fall back and be the character of John in this narrative, in this adventure story and say, hey, my starting point, my main piece of the puzzle, my main ability and my end goal is to know that I am the disciple that Jesus loved. It had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with my faults in every area of my life. If I could say like John, at the, at the betrayal, at the crucifixion, at the resurrection, at the reunion, at the reaffirmation, he was still the disciple that Jesus loved. I could look back on my life and say, at my birth, at my biggest mistake, at my greatest victory, at my highest achievement, at my greatest loss, I was loved by God. I was, I was bees that was loved by God. I was the one that Jesus loved. I can be okay and say I've, loved, I've had the greatest adventure. For me personally, to know that I'm loved, that I am loved by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, to know that He loves me and I, I can say I'm a person that Jesus loves. That's the end of my adventure. So my brothers and sisters, what's your end game? The question is, do you know, can you celebrate personally that you are a person that's loved by Jesus Christ? Because everyone can claim that. 
everyone can read John's gospel and put themselves in that character and say, whenever it says the disciple that Jesus loved, I can put there, Bees, the one that Jesus loved. Daylight, the one that Jesus loved. Boz, the one that Jesus loved. Because we're known by love. God is love and God loves us. We have the ability to love because he has first loved us first. So let us celebrate that today. Now, we've got a couple of questions um, after, this, uh, after this portion or after this portion of the program where I've um, invited the, the partial team to kind of go through um, some challenging questions to hopefully remind us that we are loved by God and hopefully sift away any of the lies that the enemy is trying to put in our mind to say that we're not, we might not be good enough, that we're not loved by him, that he doesn't, like he doesn't care, but they're all lies. Let us celebrate today that we can read the gospel as an adventure and read it like John and say, we are the disciple that Jesus loved. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be your mouthpiece. Thank you so much that we can be reminded that we are the disciple that Jesus loved. We are the character that Jesus loved. Thank you that John could leave a, leave a legacy that if anything happened, he would be remembered as the disciple that Jesus loved. Why? Because all he wanted to do was celebrate that he was loved by you. He knew love because he knew you. He was in you and you were in him so he can celebrate love from you. He had the capacity to love because he was first loved by you. And so, Lord, I pray that we can put ourselves in the gospel of John and celebrate that adventure in our daily walk. That we can say we have the capacity to love because you first loved us. Lord, I pray finally that any lie that keeps us, um, that the enemy is putting in our mind saying that we do not or we, we cannot or we're unworthy to celebrate your love. Lord, I pray in the, with, the, with the powerful name of Jesus Christ that you put those thoughts and you trash them so we can walk in freedom and identity and this new identity knowing that we are loved by you, that we are known by love. I pray that you be with us now. I ask this all in your loving name. Amen. Thank you so much, God Squad Church. I love you all and hope to see you soon. Peace out and God bless.